should put it this way so I don't get distracted. Hey, it's Dr. Lisa. I'm here again. It's time for Dr. Lisa gives a shit. And I give a shit. I give a shit big time. You know what I'm going to tell you? I want to admit something, okay? I'm going to admit something right here, right right here. I'm going to admit something that, like, is so politically, like, wrong. But anyway, I have friends that live in Arlington, and my husband and I are going to the Women's March tomorrow. And I'm actually, like, or I'm, I'm we're going there tomorrow. We'll get the, okay, it's Saturday. I get it. But I'm a little, like, uncomfortable because I'm afraid of, like, that I'm not going to be able to pee. Like, this is the whole thing. I, I am hesitant about going because I'm afraid I'm going to be in this big crowd and I'm going to have to pee and there's like nowhere to pee. And you this is, this is the truth of what, how I feel. This is the coward that I am. I I'm sharing that and I'm not hiding it. But anyway, I know it's like, I don't, we can't even like, you don't need to hear me talk about anything about what a fucked up time in the planet this is. Anyway, you know what? I'm really uh, happy about this, like, really super awesome guest I have on today. Uh, First of all, I just want to say this before I say anything else. He has the fucking incredible hat. The most fucking incredible hat I have ever seen in my entire life. So his name is uh, Nathan Lee. Hi, Nathan. Hello. Did you know? I didn't tell you that when you walked in that I loved your hat. Oh, I appreciate it. It's my uh, my little Firefly reference. Did you buy it or make it? Uh, it looks like somebody made it for you. A friend of mine made it for me. A friend made it for you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. I used to have this uh, like long Doctor Who scarf that I lost when I was on tour, and I posted something on Facebook that I was really upset about losing the scarf. And uh, I get this message from a friend of mine that was like, what's your address? And she sent me this. What's her name? Let's sh- give her a shout out. Um, her name is Kristen. <laughs> can you buy them on Etsy or something? Uh, you know, I honestly don't know if you uh, can. We gotta find this out. Anyway, here, so here's the deal with Nathan, folks. Um, so anyway, my group of unemployed people that are home listening to me in the afternoon. Here's the deal. Uh, or maybe you're like really big artists and you you know you don't need to be in a job. Who knows? So anyway, so the thing is, is that Nathan's publicist, who's on top of it, sent uh, someone at the radio station that has a music show about having him on today because today is the launch, Nathan's party for the launch of his new album. Right, Nathan? Yep. Are you like, so wait, we'll get into that in a minute. (laughs) So anyway, so the thing is, I said, well, you know, my show's not a music show, but um, I would love to do a therapy session on Nathan. And he's such a cool guy. He's totally game. So I'm very excited about this. We're going to do a real therapy session with somebody who's got a lot on the line. He's got a big big evening ahead his whole album how long have you been working on this album nathan it your whole life how you count it either two years or four years yeah it's a big deal yeah, right what if everybody like are you like what if like people don't dance or no one shows up like you're gonna be like yeah I'm gonna that's gonna tomorrow. ruin your that could ruin ruin like well uh, that's gonna be the wait. the nice thing is that like no matter what tomorrow is going to be terrible <laughs> so I love it. like either you know if the show is great tomorrow's going to be terrible and if the show is terrible then tomorrow's going to be terrible and it'll just be another thing that i'm upset about so okay. it'll be fine well nathan has a pretty uh 
a positive vibe. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> so I don't think anything's going to go wrong. But I want to just give you all the information. Now we're going to have our Nathan play a song with his lovely handmade hat. Okay. So first of all, Nathan's party is tonight, and I think it's going to be a really like a really cool party. And because Nathan, I when we were talking before, he has he has like people. He's got fans, folks. He's got fans. This party, I think, is going to actually be kind of packed. I have this feeling. Do you, Nathan? I mean, I uh, I have to, for the sake of my sanity, I approach every show as if no one's going to be there. So right. that if, like... Yeah, right. You know, so I'm not thinking... Like, I, I have a vibe about this, it's gonna, No one's going to be there, and it's going to be great anyways, is okay. how I have to I may even it. come. I may even come. There's no cover, so I'm all there. Anyway, so it's at the Way Station, which is in Prospect Heights. The show starts at eight. You're gonna have uh, you're gonna have warm up acts. Yeah, there's there's uh, jugglers and no, it's other musical acts. I wish I wish we had jugglers, but there the other bands are awesome. The other bands are really great. So there's gonna be other bands, and then you're gonna be on at ten. Yep. Okay, so you guys should go to that because I think it'll be really fun, uh, for sure, and it's gonna be exciting. And Nathan's um, album, which you can find on nathanlee.bandcamp.com. That's Lee, L-E-I-G-H. Don't forget that, all right? Uh, It's called, the name of his album is The Ordinary Eternal Machinery? Yeah, it's a a Leonard Cohen line from uh, his book, Beautiful Losers. Okay. So before we delve into Nathan's psyche, we're going to have him play a song. Do you want to introduce the song, Nathan? Uh, sure. Um, this song called "Never Be Normal." Uh, seemed Perfect. Appropriate for the subject matter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a song about protest and uh, just sort of a general, uh, you know, being defiantness. I guess mm-hmm. rebelliousness. I- indeed, but yeah. But defiance is, which is actually probably a more thoughtful, considered form of rebellion. Yeah, it's it's uh, defiance in the face of, uh, you know, state oppression. All right, all right, let's do it! Yay! It's Nathan Lee, folks, right here in the studio. All right, here goes. We were dancing on a Saturday, it was a fine weekend to celebrate. We made through the winter without any place to stay. Salute one finger to the boys in blue, should've known what they were gonna do. Should've seen that long arm coming down, split normal C in two. Now I know I will never be normal, never be normal, and never be no. I will never be normal, never be normal, I'll never be. Shout FTP, ACAB, I found myself a wheezing banshee. I'm set at ease towards an enemy I couldn't even see. And each night I'm dreaming of the first, each rehearsal, it gets worse. Now I'm barely asleep at all, ain't got no charm to break the curse. Though I know I will never be normal, never be normal, and never be no. I will never be normal, never be normal, I'll never be. 
drop the metaphors, the open talk of war, unsettled scores. Some scars are simply real, and I got three or four. One on my back, two on my side, one busted lung and battered pride. And I won't hide it for decorum's sake. No, I'm not ashamed, I tried. You'll find me dancing every Saturday. Till they take my life away. Even though I know I will never be normal, never be normal, I'll never be no. I will never be normal, never be normal, I'll never be no. I will never be normal, never be normal, I'll never be no. I will never be normal, never be normal, I'll never be. I love that. I love that so much. You know, I'll never be normal. That would be good. Maybe we can. Maybe we can make a deal licensing that for yeah, our. Because uh, I need an intro music? for this. Absolutely. Yeah, it's maybe all yours. we should do that. Absolutely. Wow, that was so perfect. Um, and I really, um, the music was great. Uh, and um, I really appreciate the writing very, very much. Thank I you. thought the writing was you know really outstanding on uh, on that song well thank so, you very much uh, appreciate that. you know that's not a requirement in music but uh i really felt it in this particular song and probably your other songs oh hopefully you care about writing you're a good writer yeah. i mean so, some of them are crap but you know <laughs> no well you know not any of them are. well but hopefully not all of them not the ones that you're going to be singing here. No, nor no tonight way. or on the album. But no, I've definitely the crap written... ones are like... Yeah, those are on a... my hard drive. Nobody no, gets to No, like when you have a bad date and you don't want to be around, or somebody, you want to get them to leave your apartment, that's when you bring out the bad songs. I oh, that's actually it. a Everybody good idea. Needs that's a really a bad, good idea. Bad song. Yeah. So here's what, what uh, I know about Nathan, folks, um, is that he's never been in therapy is that's right, Nathan. Yeah, right? that's correct. Oh, and you know what else before I go forward is that I forgot. You know what I forgot? I forgot to tell people that this is fucking Radio Free Brooklyn, which is an incredible radio station. And uh, we accept donations. As a matter of fact, very you could give us like a buck. That would be enough. We just want to connect with you. And if you donate any money at all to my show in particular on our uh, RadioFreeBrooklyn.com page. And to my show in particular, there's a button you can push. Um, I will give you, and you want like your anything advertised, a shout out, anything, I will do it for you. I am here for you. Uh, anyway, I just had to say that. So I did my job. <laughs> now let's get back to you, Nathan. So it's really interesting that, uh, and you also seem like I you present in a very positive well, you seem kind of well adjusted, like a little bit in a threatening way for a therapist. Are you are you are you really well adjusted? Well, uh, I mean, I think in some ways I, I the the thing that I, I have that I use is I I sort of use art and music as therapy. So like anytime I have mm -hmm. something that I need to work out, like that's a song right there. So mm -hmm. like that's sort of. Mm -hmm my way of working mm -hmm. through things that allows me to present as a reasonably well-adjusted human being. <laughs> right. So let's like dig into all that and ruin all your creativity. Absolutely. Are you one of those people that believes that like if you go to therapy, it's going to ruin your creativity or somehow? 
no, take I'm just, away from uh, it? Or you just I'm broke and I don't have a lot of free time. Oh well, that's good. So we're here yeah. now. Uh, so anyway, what kind of what kinds of things? If you were to be in therapy, is there anything that you know you that like has been on your mind that you think like let's free associate here? What kind yeah. of thing you know like what if 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 I was to say to you, why did you come into therapy? What do you think you would say? Might say, what oh, are some things? Uh, I mean, it's a pretty big laundry list. I literally just made an album about uh, surviving trauma and stuff like that. So. Um, <laughs> You know, there's a lot. There's a lot there. Yeah, there's a lot. The there's a mm-hmm. lot going on. Um, okay, so what kind of trauma? Well, what was the album? The album well, is about surviving trauma. Tell us about that. Well, the album is about basically. Uh, I had sort of two incredibly awful years, um, mm-hmm. starting with the thing that this song was about, which is about getting beaten by the NYPD. What? Um, yeah, the they're they're yeah. Wow. Thing. Um, and my lung collapsed from that. What? Yeah. From being beaten? Yeah. I, it's a, I have a pre-existing uh, lung condition that was exacerbated about it. So Did I you had, know about the lung condition? Yeah. This oh. was, that wasn't the first time that it ever collapsed. Oh, um, I see. Okay. Uh, but then from that, like having surgery and then ending up in like a really messed up abusive relationship and escaping that and all of those two years are sort of all the things that the album is about. Is right. So so you're a hetero, I'm guessing, that. right? I'm bi. You're bi? Yeah. Was the relationship with a male or female? Female. And are you currently are you currently single or No, I'm actually right now in arguably the first but certainly the most healthy relationship I've ever been in. It's fantastic. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. Is that a female or a male? Uh female. And how long has that been? Uh, a little over two years. Good sign. Yeah. So it sounds like yeah, sounds Sounds like you're uh, good at uh, recovering. So what happened? Like, how did you... That must have been awful. So you haven't ever talked to a therapist about getting beaten? That's, you must have PTSD from that. Uh, I mean, <laughs> to some degree, yeah. So I what happened? How would a nice young and... man like you get beaten? Well, it was during... White man. I'm just yeah. going to say that. A nice white man. Um, it was <laughs> uh, during the Occupy six-month anniversary, um, we were in Zuccotti Park, and, you know, there had been sort of talks throughout the the activist community about reoccupying the park on that day, and someone erected a tent, and I, in my sort of radical fervor, was like, yeah, let's do this. So uh, the cops started moving in to clear the park, and me mm-hmm. and probably about 40, 50 other people. Um, we all linked arms around the tent because someone mm-hmm. was sleeping inside it. Mm-hmm. The cops started moving in mm-hmm. and, you know, I sort of had that moment of like, oh shit, this is about to really go south. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my friend Joe, who I was uh, sitting next to, and I was like, I can't afford to get arrested right now. I have, um, I had a workshop for a play I was writing the next day. Mm. It's like, I, he's, he just looked at me and said, then run. So I got up and uh as i was trying to you know they're shouting disperse and as i was literally trying to disperse um six cops uh sort of grabbed me and started pushing me and pushed me out of the way and uh it was awful. so did they like um when you say when you say grabbed and pushed so what was that what did that feel like like what actually what was what was that experience like what what happened really 
I mean, your um, lung collapsed, right? Yeah, I mean, they, well. They must, were they, I mean, pushing, was, pushing, it doesn't sound like a little push. Like, no. What happened? It, was, it wasn't delicate. Um, I mean. Were they, were they really aggressive out for, out for blood, as they say? Or, like, what was that like? I mean, there was, it's hard to tell what intent was, obviously. Mm-hmm. But certainly, uh, it seemed like the, it certainly seemed like there was there was anger, and you know I can't imagine why one would manhandle someone trying to comply with your orders mm-hmm. if you weren't mm-hmm. at least on some level uh, malicious. So, mm-hmm. and did that happen to? So what? Like I mean, it vaguely sounds like it made it made the news, right? And I kind of remember. No, it actually. Well, me specifically didn't. Um, there but, were a lot of people that got it a lot worse on that day. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, but I, I mean that incident. That yeah, that that day. I think I think we heard um, about it. Made yeah. the news, and uh, there was um, uh, a couple people were were pretty badly messed up from it. Um, mm-hmm. So it. it w- w- it, for a lot of people in the the New York City like radical and and activist community, it's it's remembered as a pretty dark day. Um, mm-hmm. So were people? Did you, so what about your lung? Did it collapse at that time, or what happened? Um, so the uh, like the next day, um, I was having a lot of difficulty breathing, and oh. um. My lung had collapsed once before really badly, and I'd had surgery on it. And mm-hmm. uh, the that sort of whole week, I was doing my workshop, so I was, like, kind of ignoring it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that wrapped up the next week, I went to see a doctor, and they took a look at it and did some x-rays. And um, it wasn't bad enough that I needed surgery again, but it was bad enough that I was out of capacity for a couple weeks. And then... So you had to like stay, stay in. Yeah, I was pretty much like sitting on my couch watching a lot of Stargate. Mm. So when that happened, did you just go home that day? Oh yeah, I mean I went home. No, but I mean, was it like you went home and you were okay until like? I mean, was it like you didn't? Was it like this really panicky situation and you went home and you were like, oh my God, or was it like you you were like that sucked and then you went home and then that came up again? I mean, I was, I like don't remember a lot from that day. It mm-hmm. was definitely like, it, it exists in my memory in a very blurry capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I definitely remember standing around sort of, screaming at the cops for a solid half hour afterwards and then going home and getting like two hours of sleep and getting up the next day and having to prevent pretend to be a you know professional mm-hmm. um so what did that experience feel like like when you were screaming at them were you scared were you out of control were you i mean i i was like seeing red i really don't so being like, being handled that way um was scary and angry making Oh, it was terrifying. And was it like a scene where the cops, you were yelling at the cops, so was there a scene? Was it like... Well, there was a... I mean, it was chaos in general. They were mm-hmm. rampaging through the park and throwing people around left and right. So, like, it wasn't... Certainly, like, my experience of that moment wasn't mm-hmm. 
the focal point mm-hmm. at all. Like there right, because it was just a big shit show. Yeah, it was. So what about um, did that did that affect you? Does that affect you today when you see cops or anybody wants to touch you, or how does that affect you now? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I you know I still am involved in in activism and still. Uh, oh, by the way, just so you know, um, on Saturday. Keep an eye out for McDonald's. Their bathrooms are open. Oh, so thanks. what you do is you like you just break uh, out of the march. You run into McDonald's and you come thanks. back. That's good tip. Yeah, that's what you guys protest do. tip. Right, that's what good. you do. Oh, good. Thanks. Thanks. Um. Anyways, <laughs> like, okay. No, McDonald's. Yeah, I'll remember. Keep, that. If you see one, that's good. Like, it if makes you see me one just... on your walk. Just like flag it in your brain. And be like, okay. No, I feel when better I have to just pee, knowing that's that. That's comforting. Thank yeah, you that's very the trick. much. There, I got the therapy. Good. Good. We can. We're done now. Yeah. See. So all the problems are solved. Um, so that's affected you with yeah, policemen I mean, or with uh, in other situations. I still, you know, like if I, I if I get pulled over, I tour a lot, and so I'm mm-hmm. driving a lot. Right. And, you know, I drive a PT cruiser, so it can't right. exactly <laughs> speed. Cute. But um, you know, it, the speed limit is like something I aspire to, anyways. But uh, if I get a if I get pulled over for like a taillight out or something like that, I I definitely enter like a pretty serious like panic mode if I have to interact with the police. Oh, uh, okay. So it's really changed your attitude about the police or your relationship. The way that that it's a trigger now. Police oh, are a trigger, absolutely. and they're everywhere, and they're going to be around even more. I bet. Yeah. So anyway, so doing, let's uh, hear about um. That's horrible. I'm sorry that we're all sorry. We're that you know there's good police i don't like to condemn all of the police but that's a shame that that happened well i don't think you know uh, having had enough time there was definitely a time where i was like very very anti all police and i now from that experience oh yeah oh okay um and i've definitely sort of come around to more like the the individual humans aren't the problem. It's the individ- it's the institutions. It's the way that we don't hold them accountable. It's the fact that, you know, they mm-hmm. are absolutely trained to do whatever they feel is necessary in the moment, and there's never any sort of accountability. There's yeah. never any sort of prosecution yeah. when they step over the line. Sure, for so, sure. And that gives people permission to feel like they can do stuff. And so that's the problem. It's not... And the training. And, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, like, it's individ- a social it's not... problem. It's not just, the, it's not them as people. Yeah. It's social. It's a So let's problem. talk about um, your relationship. So were you yeah. dating, so you had a um, destructive relationship. Were you, let's use the word <laughs> toxic because that's so trendy now. So yeah. was, was that happening at the time or did that happen afterwards? No, that was uh, about a year or six months or so you, no it was about a year yeah um, afterwards do you think afterwards. that maybe that incident with the police made you see made you feel vulnerable and you wound up like let let you know connecting with somebody um who wasn't gonna be in your best interest maybe you felt oh no it's actually a, it's a pretty long story all right um, well let's let's hear I, it. i'll try and give you the shortest let's version, have a version of, of it yeah um so uh Here's the like super Cliff's Notes version. Is after that, I about four months later, I ended up having surgery on my lung and having part of oh, it removed. He did have, um, mm-hmm. and or it was two months later, I guess, mm-hmm. and uh, that led to a breakup of the relationship I was in at the time. Mm. Um, sort of a whole complicated thing out of its the own. person di- wasn't like didn't handle that well. Well, it's just all of a sudden asking someone to be in a caregiver and it was too intense you just weren't too much it was you know it wasn't solid enough yeah it wasn't like i understand why that relationship ended do you think you didn't want 
her did she, was she resistant or did you not like feeling dependent on her or whatever feeling uh, like that you were that vulnerable to her we it very well could have been a little bit could have been a both yeah um, okay so anyways, anyway it so ended yeah that's a tough that thing to get through for we anybody were, sure. we've been living together so that sent me like on this sort of year of massive instability where i was like floating around uh you know there's a, a line in one of my songs in the album that's literal but it's in two years i lived 13 places and over those two years i lived in 13 different places wow. um and suddenly someone who i dated in high school sort of came back into my life and wow. it was like that that felt like the stability that i was looking for mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it just deeply wasn't so how did that person where'd you go to high school um i grew up outside of boston mm-hmm. so that person yeah. happens to be in new york no, that person uh, is living on Cape Cod. Did you have a long-distance relationship? For about three months, and then I actually moved to Cape Cod for a couple months. Jesus yeah. Christ, what were you thinking? Uh, not thinking, clearly. So what was the deal with the chick? What, what, like, how did you connect, and what, did, what, were you, what were you thinking and all that? Well, I mean, I was just thinking, like, oh, this is, like, that thing that was like that that you know sort of the one who got away situation coming mm-hmm. back and be like oh this is like this perfect that- storybook thing and it is you know as things got bad you kind of like I had romanticized the story of that mm-hmm. so much that I'd be like well yeah I mean this is terrible but but the story is so good ah uh, yeah so I you kept, were hopeful like, yeah, optimistic kept like making excuses and making excuses and making excuses as things got how did worse. you reconnect with somebody from high school um I work a lot in theater on the Cape so I was oh up there. so you mean you were traveling there to yeah. for a job and you you reconnected yeah. Um, so do you think there was something in you that, uh, so moving to Cape Cod isn't actually all that odd moving back in a way. Is your family still there? Yeah. My parents, uh, Mm -hmm. my parents live in Chatham. Is there something in Chatham? So is there anything that you think that you might've been like feeling like wanting to go back to high school, like wanting to have that feeling again? Or did you, what was high school like for you? Uh, high school was. Did you enjoy high school? It it's okay if you did. Good and bad. I mean, there was a lot of stuff. There was there was a lot of like, uh, sort of, you know, self hatred, closetiness going on. But like, as far as like, you know, bullying and shit like that. Like, I didn't really experience a ton of that in high school. Certainly, probably no more than like. Your average person Mm. or your average slightly weirdo artist person. Um, But high school wasn't a bad time. It wasn't a good time either, I guess. It was. uh, It wasn't like you were like had like a ton of friends and you were real happy there or. I mean, I had I had a group of friends and Mm -hmm. actually like. It was okay. Yeah. I'm still friends with a lot of my high school friends. Uh, Yeah. Half of them play on my record. Oh, nice. So it was a good time. So there was a sense of community and stability there that was something that you had uh, needed, had some need for, obviously. Anybody would in your situation at that point. And how old are you? You're a young man. I'm 33. I'm not that young. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) It's young, but you look, it's the hat. Oh, yeah. And I shaved this morning, so. Uh, um, Is your family live there? 
Um, yeah, well, my sister lives outside of Boston now, and my parents live on, on Cape. So. Yeah, and you get along with your parents? Mm-hmm. And is there something? And it's comforting, like, if you to be around them, I bet, if you get along with them. Uh, well. Or it's complicated. <laughs> was there, a, I mean, was there any, there, but I mean, it just sounds like there was something s- stable, something comfortable yeah, about it. Yeah, it was the, it was, you know, I had gone through so much instability over two yeah. years that it was all of a sudden someone, yeah. someone offering stability and if to some degree demanding it felt really attractive and really uh-huh. necessary so she, in that she moment. really wanted you to move in is that it yeah and you moved in with her i'm yeah. guessing and so did you live near your family at that time um yeah i was one town over from them um mm-hmm. so all good and no none of this like you know how am i going to find a room in bushwick kind of Right, Grounding it was like all the stuff. Just easy, right? Yeah. Just a fucking, let's relax. All the stuff that's like stressful about New York is like, great, that's, you know. I could see how that could, yeah. could happen, especially if it's an attractive female that you like. Um, and what? how did it go better? What, what do you think you missed? Let's see if we can, let, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, let's see what you missed in there so we can, uh, uh, can see if we can unearth like what, what in your childhood made you miss it going wrong? And I can do that in 20 minutes, you think? 15, 20 minutes? Let's, um, I'll tell you what, before we do that, let's uh, tell, remind people again, remind myself that um, you're listening to Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. I'm here with uh, Nathan Lee, who's having his launch party or whatever you, record release party? Release party is the word, yeah. For his uh, new album, today called and the album is called um uh ordinary internal machinery and uh the party tonight is going to be at the way station in prospect heights party starts at eight uh nathan will be on at 10 and there is no cover charge you unemployed people listening to me no fucking cover charge and great music so we're going to hear a, and, and, and uh, yeah, give to my uh, Patreon page. We're supposed to say that. So, Nathan, song number two. What song oh, sure. are you going to play for us? I mean, I guess uh, I'll do the song that's about that, since that's what we're talking about. Oh, great. Awesome. Um, the song called Beaches in Winter. It's oh, beautiful. being oh, I like it. stuck I like that title. in a place, in a, in a touristy place at a time when it's not touristy and oh, it's okay. desolate. Upbeat, cheery song. Um. <laughs> it's a long road Between where I am and where I want to be And I don't know If I'll ever make it Keep your eyes closed Do you see the man that you want to see? Still don't Maybe I can fake it And I am the mess in this mirror And I am this frozen landscape And I am my doubt, my fear Someday I swear I'll escape this place (laughs) 
slip our anchors Let the ocean carry us away from here Where it don't hurt Where we're not haunted And it's my curse Oh, my lot is wanderlust and fear And it's all yours Honey, if you want it I am the mess in this mirror I am this frozen landscape I am my doubt, my fear Someday I swear I'll escape this place I am the salt in this water I am foundations of sand I am the beaches in winter But I'm doing the best I can But I am the lighthouse in the harbor I have no keeper of purpose But I am the ice-frozen river There's life just beneath the surface That was so meaningful after hearing what you were saying. I really enjoyed that. Thank you. Thank I was you. dancing a little bit. Did you notice that? No, I, was I usually moved have my eyes closed when I say Yeah, oh, you do? Is that what you, but yeah, really, it was really, I mean, it was physically stage, right? moving and emotionally moving. I really enjoyed that. Well, thank thank you, you so much. I feel like I got a pro- I'm really lucking out, man. I'm, I'm like definitely lucking out. I got my concert. Well, and if you come tonight, you get to it's the first and last time. My, my sax player and my band, uh, we were screwing around. I made some joke about how I uh, about this new guitar when Prince died because I wanted to be able to play like Prince. Oh. And he was like, "Well, how come you're not shredding on any of the songs?" It's like because I don't know how. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, he's making me take an epic solo in that song. Oh, uh, so, oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. that's a good incentive. I'd like yeah, to see that crazy I'd like epic shredding that. stuff. I've been oh, that'll be on. fun. Hopefully, I haven't practiced. Are you nervous about your nail? That's good. That's good. I'm glad you. You know, it's good that you have somebody around who, like you that you embrace people that push you. This is yeah. a good thing. Embrace people that push you creatively. All of us. We need to do that. Uh, so what went what went wrong there? What went wrong? So you, what happened? How did it? How did it? Like I mean, again, it's kind of Cliff's Notes version because it's sure lot, it's complicated. But, yeah, it's two but, people uh, and lots of feelings and history. Yeah, so like I get it. This was the third time we dated. The first time she had been awful to me. The second time I'd been awful to her. Um, but was like this since high school? Or? Yeah, we dated like you once dated in, high in high school, school, once in college, and then once uh, three years oh. ago. And um, the uh, 
you know, there's a lot of lingering resentment, I think, from her particularly about how things had gone down when we were in college. And, Which uh, is, did you ditch her in college? I, I mean, it was Did one you of cheat things... on her? You cheated on her, well, of course. sort of. The okay. Qu- okay, here's the, the thing that, like, uh-huh. is that I had just gotten out of this relationship and I wasn't ready to be with somebody. Right. And so she was, like very very heavily pushing us to be in a relationship and i wasn't right so we were this like i know this sounds like a technicality but like for a 20 year old this was my thought process was like well we weren't actually dating so like either 20 year old nathan would have said i didn't cheat on her 33 year old Ah. nathan is like yeah i cheated on her but um, did, with one person or you, did you have another girlfriend at college or something? Um, no, I wasn't like I wasn't like double timing, really. But, but I no, let's capable. make a distinction. Here. Yeah. No. So you slept with other women. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I As was... a 20 year old uh, college student. And which did she you guys didn't go to the same college? No, no. Yeah. Where'd she go to college? Um, she, where did she end up finishing? I actually don't remember. Where did you go? I went to UConn. Okay. So you thought you were committed and you probably were kind of, but you, you kind of, you kind of pushed the limit. You kind of, and then what happened? So you told her or? Oh yeah. I mean, she found out and that. And and then, and then you had a big fight and you broke up then? I mean, more or less. It dragged mm-hmm. on there was other stuff but yeah uh so the, and so that so that was and then that like a bunch of years went by five at least and then you started dating again right yeah that what we're 10 saying? years actually 10 um, years and then you gave it another 10 years yeah so you thought oh man this, yeah i could see i could see that so how yeah. what happened then so um you know, there was, like, a lot of lingering trust issues, and, like, basically what would happen is if I had any female friend who in any passing way could be compared to her, she would, like, freak out if she knew I was talking to them. Um, uh, and she would, sorry. Like, go through my phone. Like, And what's uh, really crazy, like, what's actually like wild about the whole thing was like and it because that was how i figured out that it was all about their resemblance to her because there were people that i had been with that she had no problem with like guys that i've been with that i was still friends with she had no problem with Mm. Mm -hmm. um and like girls who didn't resemble her in any way she had no problem with but like you know girls who like if you kind of squinted and they were far in the distance you might like (laughs) Sorry, that's sort yeah. of not funny. No, I Slightly mean, it's funny not now. Funny, but it's very funny. It was awful Slightly, at the I time, like that kind of neurosis yeah. she had. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it's, I can laugh about it now because things are fine now. But yeah, so there's like a lot of shit where, you know. So here's what I'm wondering about that. It yeah. sounds like, um, like, okay, so she was insecure and she was worried about people, about you, but not just you, cheating on her. So did... Did she have other, I mean, whether you, okay, so let's say you were 20 years old and you cheated on her. Let's just, let's just call it what, call it the the worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think. that's fine. You're 20. You get it. You you get, we're over it. Yeah. So what I'm trying to understand about her and you is that 10 years later, did she, was she still like, 
I think it's like great in my in my judgmental therapist way. I think it's crazy to hold on to somebody who cheated on you as a 20 year old thinking that they're going to cheat on you 10 years later or cheat on anybody 10 years later. I mean, be that kind of person, not a more mature person that wouldn't do that if they were in a committed relationship and believed in committed relationships. Or did she have a series of boyfriends that cheated on her? Or did, were her parents did were there was there a lot of lying and infidelity in her life? Or what what do you think that was about? I mean, I think there was there was a lot of stuff going on, and uh, you know, how much was a, you and how much was her? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I you know, I definitely think there's stuff that was me. I'm not going to absolve myself, but I think a lot of it sort of stemmed from like she had a kid, um, so there was a lot of like sort of. Uh, being protective of like her family unit kind of stuff uh, like that that's would complicated be, that would always be how she would like frame it like if oh. I was, uh, she would like say she would do you felt did you feel like she was she had a kid that's complicated that's yeah. really complicated so did she um did she like kind of use that as a um a protective shield a little oh, bit Oh, absolutely i mean anytime in it's basically like what would end up happening the way it, the big way that it would end up playing out was like about once a week or so she'd like kick me out of the house um, for usually for some sort of imagined infraction. Um, and then what would you it, do? But it would always be framed. I'd just go stay in, like on my parents' couch. Oh, okay. Um, it would always be framed in this like, you know, uh, I can't have this around my kid. That would mm. always be sort of the way that she would frame it. And mm. so, um, you know, the like, it was that thing where, like, it's a little bit like what's going on politically right now, but, like, where you're like, I can't tell. It's happening so much, and so much is happening so quickly that mm. I can't tell if I'm being unreasonable mm -hmm. or if they're being unreasonable. Right, right. And so you just get, like, swept into it. And by the end of it, I mean, like, it's, again, that thing of, like, trauma where it's, like, sort of fuzzy in my brain. Mm. Like, it almost feels like it, like, didn't mm -hmm. totally happen. Mm -hmm. But, you know, friends of mine like recount afterwards that like I had become just like a totally shell-shocked person by the end of it I was just like afraid of everything and doing Afra what do you mean afraid of everything oh just like you know couldn't do anything that might uh set her off like oh you were being controlled by her yeah like anything mm. everything that like really policing my language really like policing oh. like you know uh like, mm. I would, like, edit stories to edit out people that might uh, oh. upset people. It was, like, it got, like, I just sort of became this, like, very nervous, very, like, agitated person for a while. So you really allowed yourself to be around somebody who was controlling. Oh, yeah. And w w let me ask somebody. So she had a kid. Um, did she change a lot? Was she was she married? Like, how'd she have the kid? Was she married? Did she have a relationship? Was that guy around? Or where the, where the, the father kid... was around? Um, they broke up while she was pregnant. She actually left him for his cousin. Um, mm. uh, Stability isn't her thing. Yeah, not not really so much. Um, and uh, did she get pregnant on purpose, or do you think she really wanted to have a kid, or what do you think? Like, how did that go down? I mean, I, I just don't think she, like, uh, something that she said to me at one point was that she didn't think it was going to be that hard. Mm. Cool. Um, and uh, how was it for you being around somebody with a kid? 
you know, weirdly, like, and I'm, you know, now I'm, I'm sort of back on my, like, not really interested in having children train. For a long time, I was very absolute on that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so I sort of discovered that, like, actually, like, it was kind of all right, the, like, the, the parenting aspects of it. It was the everything else aspects of it. But that also made it confusing because for the same way that she's, like, you know, uh, I can't have drama around my child. Mm-hmm. I was, I was also mm-hmm. very like, well, I gotta, you know, I know this is terrible, but I gotta tough it out because there's this kid that started calling me dad and shit. So, oh, really? Yeah, like, there. Wow. Yeah, it was super messed up. Did you think that? Did you not like what when when you made the decision to move move in with her? Like, what was in your head? Were you like? totally like in love or what were you thinking were you just like oh my god I, this is the person for me or i'll work it out or i'm not afraid of the kid like what was in what minds what was your mindset i mean a lot of it was from her there was a lot like there was a lot of pressure on like you know i don't want to move to new york i don't know that like i couldn't raise my kid here um and like this sort of constant, like, you're never going to be happy here. You're never going to be happy settling down. And, like, I'm kind of an obstinate person in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like, the best way to get me to do something is to tell me that I can't do it. Mm. So, um, Do you think she knew that? <laughs> oh, who knows? Uh-huh. I, I, I've, I've spent a lot of time over the years trying to decide whether some of the more messed up things she did were deliberate or, like, well, just she's got good instincts for it. Let's just yeah. say that doesn't really matter. I mean, she's certainly a, a talented manipulator. Whether yeah, it's yeah, she's got good instincts. Uh, so, not, um, so what were you thinking though? Were you thinking like I'm just so because you made a lot of in my from what I'm imagining, it must have been a lot of huge sacrifices. But were you think were you thinking like I'm just in love with this person? They're so perfect for me. I'll work it out. Or what were you thinking? I mean, I was just thinking like we're gonna, you know, this is the future. I got to make this step now while we're and. Uh, figure it out i was living in an apartment that had a lot of issues and that i wasn't really happy in um Mm -hmm. and it was sort of like you have somebody telling you like you know i need you to prove to me that uh that the future is something uh, that this is going to work down the line i'm like okay great this is how i'll prove it but part of maybe what it was was that you weren't in a you weren't in a living situation that you were happy with Oh sure, I mean that, and like, she knew that, that too, right? Yeah, that made it easy to kind of right, right, uh, right. So, so as so here as the yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I could see that seeming seeming like uh, well, yeah. Let me you know here's a here here's a train that looks good to get on, but it wasn't. Yeah, you know it's it's interesting, and and um, because I mean everybody's. You know, yeah. it's it it's not the worst. Jesus, this is just all learning experiences, not horrible ones, really, in the big picture. But um, it seems as if uh, you know, it wasn't like like to me. Uh, if you're gonna like move from you know, Brooklyn, New York City to Cape Cod with somebody and be a dad, like you'd ha- like to me, that would be like, oh, my God, I- this is exactly what I want. Like, that's a huge move to make with I mean, some ambivalence. But you had 
you you didn't have any it wasn't it wasn't like you had anything to lose more than it more yeah, than the I mean, it was, was like at a you didn't very have any, unstable place in my life and yeah i think that so, was like right. i don't think that was it, it was, it was right. just like this was right like i was craving stability and this was screaming stability i mean literally screaming stability right 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 and she so. took on all the responsibility in that she's like you have we have to make this work not like um so, in other words, she kind of took the weight off your shoulders by putting putting her foot down. More or less, yeah. Yeah. It was like, great, I can absolve myself of having to make this choice. Yeah, you didn't have me. to make the choice. I could yeah. see how that could happen. Yeah, but it's also like she wasn't actually being that protective of herself or her child either. No. I mean... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's your, how do you, so that sounds like a really learning, that sounds like a learning experience. Yeah. I mean, it took a while to, like, I went on, after we broke up, I went on tour for about five months. And, um. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Like, it was just mm-hmm. pretty much me alone in a car mm-hmm. traveling mm-hmm. the country. I went to uh, 48 states. Mm-hmm. And um, that really gave wow, me Wow, that's awesome. Like, that's yeah. fantastic. That's a great way to deal with that kind of... Uh, yeah, that, yeah like, you're good. You've got good coping skills, for like, sure. By the time I got home, I was like, all right, I'm like Feeling, a person yeah. again and like was yeah. able to sort of like s- stabilize and regroup and like... Great. Use your creativity, your art to uh, overcome a lot, which yeah. is really great. So controlling women. Um, so you're in a healthy relationship now. You've it seems or yeah, it sounds very, like it. and and very. so what about controlling women do you have do you have controlling is is your mom controlling oh. let's see if they're controlling <laughs> if controlling women is more of an issue because we only have can you believe this? we have 10 minutes left we've got five minutes to wrap this up and then i want you to do one more song before we we check out of here so what do you what's your mom like what's your relationship with your mom like oh well i mean my mom and I now have a very good relationship. Okay, um, well, I think when I was when I was younger, uh, it was not as great. And what does that mean? Um, well, I think in many ways she's a, a kind of classic Jewish mother. Um, so, Controlling, yeah. bitchy, manipulative, <laughs> like your girlfriend. Let's just say it, folks. <laughs> he just went for a woman just like his mother. No, I mean, what do I know? I, I have no training. I'm reminding you that in case you don't know that. I mean, you people, everyone. Uh, and, of course, you, Nathan, I have no training. You know this. So what about, um, was your mother controlling of your dad? Uh, I mean. You think so? Yeah. Like, uh, what does your dad shots. do? Well, they're both retired now. But what did they do? Um, she was a teacher, and he was a computer programmer. Computer programmer? Yeah. And was he like a, a nerdy computer guy oh yeah yeah and she had a big personality yeah and was she kind of sexy uh not to you of course like she was a chick good at being a chick i I don't know i'm not gonna we're not gonna talk about your mom that way (laughs) okay never mind but your mom was definitely like the dominant person yeah okay so yeah, she so runs, you could she runs that house. Yeah, sure. so you could find yeah, so you could have a natural tolerance for some that could feel normal to you, and it could also yeah, I could see how you could be vulnerable for that to that, 
Uh, you want to keep an eye on that. So what about your girlfriend now? Is she controlling in any way? No, that's actually why she's great. Um, that's uh-huh. or one of the many that's reasons. Good. It's a pretty long list of reasons why she's great. Is she going to be there tonight? Yeah, she is. Yeah, and is she, she in the? Is she a musician as well? Or uh, she's an actor. She does. Uh, she sings on a couple of the songs. Oh, so um, she sings. What kind of stuff acting does she do? Um, she does like uh, immersive and interactive theater. Wow, I love interactive theater. Yeah, she does some really really cool work. Like um, what? Um, probably the biggest thing that she's done in New York was uh, about a year ago. She did this thing, show called The Rocking Dead that was like this zombie apocalypse party. Um, wow. And they did two iterations of it. One was at um, one of a couple different venues in Midtown. The first one cool. uh, they did on the frying pan. Oh, you know I that? love that yeah, place. That I was, think I heard about that. It was really cool. Did she, that was her idea? No, it wasn't her idea. But she, she was, was in, in the, it. Was that in must have been awesome. Part of the team that developed it. Um, mm-hmm. And she helped develop it. Yeah. yeah. Alyssa, um, who's actually directing one of my videos, uh, uh, she directed it, was, it and, right. and sort of was her right. brainchild. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Nicole uh, mm. was my partner. Uh, she was part of the company and... That sounds great. Yeah. Wow. It's a really cool project. Sounds like a yeah. Sounds like a good match there. So do you write I like how, you know, I want to say this and then we're gonna hear another song from you, but you know what I, I really liked about the last song was that um I just find this creatively satisfying how there was a connection. Like I felt I really had a sense of what you were talking about in your life and the song having like a really strong connection and I really appreciate that. Oh thanks. I thought I'm, that was really cool. Like I said, like that's sort of that's been the process of making this record has been mm-hmm. like going mm-hmm. through and really very authentic. And uh, unpacking and trying to like trying mm-hmm. to look at some of the darker stuff that I've been through and mm-hmm. try and like mm-hmm. make some light out of it or find light through it and like look at it try and say like well that was put the put the trauma behind put the bad stuff behind and say like okay well what do i learn from that what can i take mm. from that what's mm. what's useful from that mm. um yeah lemons into lemonade so uh we have four minutes left um i just in case we don't have time to say goodbye i'll say thanks that i really enjoyed having you on here Thank and you. i want to make sure that everybody goes and uh, checks. I'm going to put all of your SoundCloud stuff on my Facebook page and when I post this episode. So uh, go ahead. What's your last song here about? Uh, I'm going to do a song that's completely not about any of that stuff. It's just fun because um, I want to end on a fun note. The song's called Most of My Heroes Are Pretty Damn Problematic and it's about how everyone that I admire is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, I- Want to end on an upbeat note instead Good. of uh, so it, more yeah, songs kinda, about how I like that. Sucks. It's kind of funny. Is it? Is it on this album? <laughs> it is on the record. I'm and not sure if we're gonna play it tonight. We rehearsed it on Tuesday. Uh-huh. It's just an acoustic song, so it's like we're gonna play that one by ear. But uh, okay, we are gonna do the other ones tonight. Okay, cool. Um, all right. Let's fade out on the great man myth of history This carefully constructed biographies And the fashionably redacted sympathies And the fantasy that they're everything we can't be Cause I'll never forget the time that I realized That lots of the things in our history textbooks are wrong 
like I'll never forget the time that I realized there's more than a little hypocrisy in Beatles songs. Cause John Lennon beat his wife, and Woody Guthrie was a racist. Public enemy don't care much at all for Jews. And I don't know what's right, I still defend their work as artists. And if I had to, I don't know how I'd choose. Cause most of my heroes are pretty damn problematic. Yeah, most of my heroes are pretty damn problematic. And I like to pretend Bowie never was obsessed with Nazis. Cause there aren't many male bi role models And we need more male bi role models So I'll even forgive him for Tin Machine being lazy And he says he regrets all the things that he said back in 76 And man, cocaine's one hell of a drug And I don't know if that's a good enough fix I just know I'm complicit in sweeping it under the rug And John Lennon beat his wife And Woody Guthrie was a racist Public enemy don't care much at all for Jews And I don't know what's right Can I defend their work as artists? And if I had to, I don't know how I'd choose When most of my heroes are pretty damn problematic Yeah, most of my heroes are pretty damn problematic And when Jefferson wrote, all men were created equal well, he owned other men as property. His whole fortune was built on slavery. So let's not pretend our history is all that simple. Cause few of us live up to the things that we stand for. Even Ian Mackay said some pretty dumb shit as a kid. And if he can't live up to the things that he stands for, does that invalidate all the good things that Fugazi did? And John Lennon beat his wife. And Woody Guthrie was a racist. Public enemy don't care much at all for Jews And I don't know what's right I still defend their work as artists And if I had to, I don't know how I'd choose Cause most of my heroes are pretty damn problematic Yeah, most of my heroes are pretty damn problematic <laughs> Most of my heroes are pretty damn problematic Whoa, that was awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, God, I didn't even know that stuff about those guys. Yeah, All Terrible People wrote some of the best songs in history, though. Wow. All right. Well, anyway, we have one minute left, so I just want to say thanks again. I want to remind everybody, you guys got to go to this party tonight at the Way Station in Prospect. I may actually go. I think this would be so much fun to see you perform on stage. Just gonna do and the, uh... Uh, go to um, our website, Radio Free Brooklyn. Listen to everything. My archives are there. And, uh, you know, just like it, just, you know, give us like a dollar, like a dollar because any money we just want to connect and that would make us feel good. That would be like an emotional pat on the back. Uh, and um, I hope you all, I hope we're all safe this weekend. Yeah. And uh, yeah, stay away from the news. Stay away from the news. Just, just you know what it is we've got to do. We've got to be really grateful for what we have and for each other. Dr. Lisa gives a shit. Dr. Lisa gives a shit. Dr. Lisa gives a shit about